Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today I'm going to walk you through the three-part answer that I would give when an interviewer or a recruiter would ask about my salary expectations for a role. Now, this conversation is super, super important, right? We don't want to disqualify ourselves by sharing a number that's too large, and I think that's a fear that a lot of us have. But at the same time, this is the chance to negotiate up and get paid what we're worth. And if we don't have this conversation the right way, we can leave a lot of money on the table. And that is not what we want to do, right? We want to get paid what we're worth. So before we jump into three-part answer, there's one specific thing you need to do ahead of time, and that is research. You need to research your butt off so you have all of the data and you fully understand the market that's in front of you for these types of companies, this industry, your location, and this role. Now, the big thing that I'm looking to understand is that range, right? And what I want to do is specifically land on a number that is a nice step up for me, but also not at the tippy top of the range of salaries that I'm seeing for this role so that I know it's still reasonable. So for a concrete example, let's say that I'm making $50,000 right now. And the top of the range from my research is around 100K. Well, I may settle into the seventy-five dollars to $85,000 range as the number that I'm going to have in my head if I need to share something in the interview. And the reason for that is because, again, seventy-five dollars to $85,000 is right in the middle of where I'm at and the top of that range. So I know it's not egregious. I know I'm not asking for the very top of the range. But at the same time, it gives me a little bit of room to come down to negotiate while still netting myself a really significant raise. So that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to have that number in my head right off the bat. Then when I step into the interview, I can handle the conversation like this. The recruiter or the interviewer is going to ask me right off the bat, you know, hey, Austin, we really enjoy talking to you. We'd love to move you to the next round. But before we do, we need to understand a little bit more about your salary expectations for this role. Can you share them with us? So the first thing that I'm going to do here is shift the conversation away from money and talk about fit. So I'm going to say, I'm negotiable on salary. I'm really excited about this company and this role for X, Y, and Z reasons. And my number one priority is finding the right fit for both of us, making sure that this is the right fit for both of us. So what did I do here? Well, one, I told them that I was negotiable on salary, but my number one priority is finding the right fit. So I'm basically saying, hey, it's not all about money for me. Instead, I really want to make sure that this is the right fit. And you're also saying I'm excited about the company for X, Y, and Z reasons. So you're basically telling them, I I love this company. I love this role. I'm really excited about it. I want to learn a little bit more to make sure this is the right fit for both of us. So you're pushing the ball back in their court. Now, I would never, ever expect to get away with this. You're probably not going to get through to the next round, and the conversation is probably not going to be over with that answer. I would fully expect somebody to come back and push you a little bit further here. But we've set the expectation uh, that we are about fit and not money, and that is going to be really important in just a second. So now I expect this person to come back to me and say, hey, we're all about the fit too. And we'd love to learn a little bit more about you and share a little bit more about this opportunity so we can discover that. But we don't wanna waste anybody's time. And so we need a number to better understand where you're at in terms of budget and salary and things like that. So the next thing I'm gonna say 
is I totally understand. You know, we want to be mindful of people's time. I don't want to waste anybody's time. I want this to be a valuable process and I want these conversations to be valuable. Would you be open to sharing the range that you have budgeted for this role? Now, in many cases, companies have a range budgeted for the role and great recruiters, great interviewers will be empowered to share that because they know that if they share it, you can come to a place that both sides agree on much, much more quickly. Some recruiters or interviewers will be ticky tacky and they'll tell you they're not at liberty to share that. And sometimes you'll hear, I don't know, which isn't always a disguised kind of ploy to get you to share something. In some cases, they truly may not know. And that's okay. But either way, you may be forced to share a number. And that is where that number that you came up with in your research comes into play. So what you're going to say if they push you for a number and they don't share that budgeted range is, well, I'm being considered for roles in the range of XXX to YYY. So in our case, you would say I'm being considered for roles in the range of $75,000 to $85,000. And then I would say, again, these are the these is the range that I'm being considered for. But this role is very, very exciting to me. And I'd really love the opportunity to work with your team. So again, I'm flexible and I'm negotiable on salary. But how does that fit into your budget? So let's break that down. First, I'm sharing this range, but I'm using specific language. I'm saying I'm being considered for roles in this range. So we're implying that we're being considered for roles by other people in this range. We're not just saying I deserve this much money or here's how much I'm worth. We're basically implying that the market has valued us at this range. Next, we're emphasizing or re-emphasizing that it's not all about the money for us. We're really excited about this opportunity and we're willing to be negotiable. And then at the end, we're posing a question to them to get some feedback right there on the spot. How does that fit with your budget? And we can see what their reaction is. And if they say that fits in our budget, great. Now we know we're off to the races and we have a pretty good shot of getting that raise. If they give you some sort of grimace or you know a, a funky look, you can always say, hey, look, if, if that's not in the range that you had budgeted, let's continue the conversation. Because again, I'm flexible and this seems like a really great opportunity. So if we need to find a different range or if we need to come up with a different package, I'm game. What I'm really here for is the fit. And you can always fall back on that. And what that does is make you seem like the quote, good guy, if you will, or, or a good person because you're playing ball with them. And that tends to be really, really effective. But if you do this, what happens is you set yourself up to A, understand their budget. Something we sort of glossed over was that they may share their budget with you. And then you don't have to say a word. You know exactly what ballpark you're playing in. And you can totally rethink your strategy based on what that person says, what that budget is, and you'll be off to the races. But if you are forced to share your range, at least you get something out there that is still going to be a big step up for you. Now, what you can do in between this conversation and finally getting the offer is think about the other things you can negotiate. Things like bonus or equity or PTO or commuter benefits or continuing education or working on specific projects. And what you can do is make a full list of those other things, those non-salary things. And so if this company then comes back and says, well, we can't pay you X, but we can pay you Y, you can say again, okay, you know, I can do why, but in order to make that feasible, I need this other thing. You know, can we restructure the bonus so that I'm only paid 
if I perform? You know, can I make some of that up in equity? Is it possible to allocate some of that to a continuing education budget so I can continue to hone my skills and deliver even more value for this company? So what you're doing is basically every time they ask you for a concession and you have to take it, you come back to the table with something else. So if they ask for a concession on salary, you come back to the table making it up in bonus. If they ask you for a concession on bonus, you come back and make up for it with PTO or continuing ed. You never want to just take a concession without bringing something else to the table. But that's it. That three-part answer is going to make sure that you set yourself up very, very well for negotiation and make sure that you tap into the full earning potential that's available for this role. Now, if you want to learn more about salaries, you can head to cultivatedculture.com forward slash salary. We have a full article that breaks down this entire process with scripts and resources for research and details and everything that you could possibly need. But that's it for today. Good luck out there in these salary conversations. We'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you.